Education Committee and or on the floor will, will be di discussed and debated in the second session, which begins January 14th. We're, we're going to start with higher education. The first item on the agenda is 83502, a bill by Representative Murphy, pertaining to the Board of Vistas. Olivia, if you would kindly uh, explain the, the bill. 83502 is identical to S401 that has was passed by the Senate earlier this session. It removes the $20 million limit on the amount of funds or property that the Citadel Board of Visitors may transfer to a nonprofit Elamasonary corporation established by the board. It also specifies that the college may may only transfer funds or property privately donated to the college and income or proceeds derived from these privately donated funds and property. Okay, um, I have to vote for the entire committee. The committee moves for a favorable report. Next item is S266 by Senator Gregory County, accountability-based funding. Um, S266 is a joint resolution. Um, it provides that until June 30th, 2016, the Commission on Higher Education and the presidents of the public colleges and universities shall support the General Assembly's efforts to establish accountability-based funding, or ABF, for public colleges and universities. The res resolution states the following, that ABF would be a new method of allocating funds to ensure financial support is received from the state based upon the quality and effectiveness of the services they provide. If universities are to receive state appropriations based upon performance, institutions that demonstrate responsible fiscal stewardship and effective management should be granted greater autonomy to conduct their affairs. Beginning in the 2015-16 fiscal year, the General Assembly intends to distribute funds based on the new ABF model that contains the following major features. Organization. Good morning. Welcome. Good morning. Senator, just for edification, we have on higher education. We have moved for a favor report other committee on the Civil Board of Vistas. Mm -hmm. uh, Senator Flexen, we're currently on the S266, Senator Gregor's accountability-based funding. Yes. Olivia has explained the, uh, the, the joint resolution. Uh, I, I think you have a direct interest in this. Yes, I, sir. This is, this is one I have, I've worked with Senator Gregory on, uh, and I have an amendment, Mr. Chairman, that takes the MRR out of the mix of developing the plan. Okay. Um, Olivia. Yeah, I believe it has been, Senator uh, Gregory has seen it, I believe. Didn't you show it to him? Um, he has not seen it, Chairman. Okay. He knew what I was doing, Mr. Chairman. He, he and I have discussed it. And uh, everybody reserving their rights on the floor. And frankly, we may not get to it this sure. year, but at least we get it out of the committee so it'll be available to start debating it. Senator, would you like to explain the, the, your amendment, or Olivia, would you like to explain it? Mr. Chairman, I, I, I'll be happy to. Yes, if you'll recall, when we passed performance-based funding, then the colleges and universities came in after with the, with the Commission on Higher Education and developed the, uh, the mission resource model, or the MRR, which compared them to peer institutions, which had to deal with the amount of funding not the way they were funded, and this resolution deals with the way they're funded, and then you can come back to the MRR. So I think I would move adoption of the amendment. Do I have a second? Second. 
Well, they favor I. Uh, I mean, the uh, bill that's submitted in the, that's adopted in Atlanta will have favor report on S266. So moved. Motion has been made and seconded. Uh, all in favor, aye. S266 will be reported to the floor. Uh, Senator York, if you would, uh, the next two bills, the K through 12 bills, yes, I need to go over there and work on that side of die uh, a little bit. So that's y'all, right. excuse me. Mr. Chairman, it, it may not. It, why don't we finish our, the business we have on the agenda? Because this this is a request. I think it's okay, but you never know. Do, do you hear? Do you hear? You say, "Are you leaving?" Uh, yes, sir. Okay. Well, I, I need to make it now. We have, uh, as you. Yeah, Mr. Chairman. Depending on you, what his request is, I may raise the point of a quarrel. Well, <laughs> the um, well, I understand the. Uh, all of us understand what's going on with the, with the budget and uh, all the uh, possibilities there. Um, it, it is, uh, in the minds of some, not mine, I think we're going to be okay. I think we're going to pass the budget, but, I, but some are thinking that it's so fragile um, that uh, continuing resolution is, is on the uh, calendar, I think. Um, if we have a continuing resolution, uh, um, then it, it could really create some problems with first steps uh, as opposed to the budget. The budget has a proviso extending um, the uh, status quo for first steps for a year. And um, everybody's, everybody's fine with that, waiting on the um, reports of the, from the uh, Legislative Audit Council to make a determination about any additional corrections that need to be made so that everybody's happy. Um, and um, we do have in our committee uh, a joint resolution that does the same thing identically, exactly as the, as the proviso. Uh, the House has passed it. It's in our committee, and uh, I think there's some wisdom in us providing a safety net with passing that joint resolution uh, in the event we have to rely on uh, a continuing resolution to keep uh, government functioning in the absence of, of a budget. That, and that would be my request, that we, uh, we give uh, a favorable report. Uh, we pass the committee out, uh, pass this joint resolution, I don't even know the number, but the joint resolution, and uh, we'll have, all have ample time to pour over it uh, to make certain that what I've just told you is absolutely the truth and that it mirrors the proviso. Um, uh, Senator Lexington. I think you're talking about the reauthorization of first steps, aren't you? No, uh, it's not the reauthorization. It is. It is a joint resolution. That it isn't the reauthorization as we normally handle it in legislation with a five to seven year uh, bump. This is this is just this joint resolution that that was passed uh, in the House it was was rather recent, and uh, it is. It is a mirror of the proviso, just giving one year. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. All right, uh, Senator York, you chair of the K through 12 yeah, Standing I, Committee. I, I'm fine with that. All right, do I hear a motion um, that we report the uh, joint resolution? 4020, I think. All right, 4020. Thank be, you. 
Yes, sir. I do have a second to the motion to second. move forward. Everybody reserving their rights. Everybody reserving rights on the floor. Now, all in favor say aye. 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 Okay. Kind of, again, excuse me, I need to go to, uh, to the floor. Olivia has another meeting to go to also. Thank you all very much for coming. All right. Uh, Thank you, Mr. Chairman. We've got two bills from K-12. Uh, first one is House Bill 3853. Uh, Sally, if you go ahead and give us a brief synopsis of that. This bill would amend charter school legislation by doing several things, providing guidelines that encourage the formation of alternative education campuses or AEC charter schools whose mission would be to serve some of the more hard to reach children, the more challenging students, eliminating the charter school advisory committee, strengthening charter school accountability, making it easier to close poorly performing charter schools, including an automatic closure provision, and also adding two technical changes. The subcommittee amended it to do a couple of things. It changed the threshold for defining high risk percentage um, in determining the AEC charters from 95 to 85 and added an implementation date for the automatic closure. The bill as presented did not have a, a beginning date. Some of the key provisions are the um, AEC, a charter school is formed to serve a student population with severe limitations. 50% or more have an IEP or 95% or more are high risk as defined in the bill and the subcommittee amended to make it 85%. Um, eliminates the 11-member charter school advisory committee. I um, mean, except for the alternative uh, education campuses, um, charter serving 50% um, or more students with disabilities, charter school must close automatically and permanently upon receiving the lowest performance level rating defined by the federal accountability system for the third consecutive year. And this is where the subcommittee amended it to say this begins with the um, results from the 2012-13 year. The ALC may no longer grant an automatic stay of closure. School would have to request that. And then again, it made a couple of technical changes. Okay. And there is a copy of the subcommittee amendment in your notebooks. Um, and then I've talked with the House about another amendment that I believe the bill needs to um, include some language. Okay. What Sally's handing out is an additional additional amendment to what the subcommittee did. Uh, uh, the the bill added several new grounds for taking away a charter for a charter school. But the language in the bill did not change, which said uh, the bill, the current language in the law refers to Section C, but this, the uh, Section C now should be Section C, E, and F or something like that. So we just took out the Section C and just said according to this section because the section includes several subsections now. So it's basically a technical amendment uh, to conform the current law to, this, to the bill. Any discussions on the proposed uh, uh, amendment to the to this bill? This one here, Senator Matthew. Um, what, what's the purpose in allowing them to apply to another charter granting organization if they are, if I'm interpreting this right? That's existing language. That's existing language. This existing. this the only the only change we took out is the subsection C. Okay, you took that out. Okay. Yeah, because we the the bill as it came over from the House added a couple of other subsections. So just referring to subsection C. Okay. All right. All right, do I uh, hear an, uh, for, let me, you, for, the, for the amendment? 
Okay. And then is there a second? Second, second on the amendment. Okay. Any further discussion? All right. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Okay. Now we've got the subcommittee uh, uh, amendment. Uh, any discussion on that? Okay. All in uh, move favorable. Is there a second? Second. Any discussion? All in favor say aye. Aye. Any opposed? Ayes have it. Now we have the bill as amended. Any discussion on the overall bill? Okay, do I hear a motion? All right. Is there a second? Second. All right. Any opposition? We'll go forward with that then. All right. One more bill is House Bill 3752. Sally? This bill changes key references in state statute from the South Carolina Virtual School Program to a virtual education program, making it a more generic title not to be confused with the name of an actual virtual charter school, and also removes limits on the number of online credits a student may be awarded under the program. The South Carolina Virtual School Program was established in 2007, and there is to, uh, expected to be no fiscal impact. Senator from Lexington. Yeah. Say what you just said again at the end. It takes off the limit, what? Currently, um, under the laws, that were, it was implemented in 2007. A student is allowed to take three, no more than three um, initial credits per year and then 12 over the course of the high school process. And this would remove that cap, which is similar to what Georgia does. Totally. It eliminates the section that defines what the limits are, the three and the 12. So, <clears throat> so a student could get a total diploma about virtual education. Yeah. I don't know. I'm opposed to that. I'm <coughs> thinking that. You want JW to come up? Yeah. JW, you want to? I'm sorry. Uh, JW, would you like to speak to that issue? Sure. There we go. Senator, so let's answer your question. The answer is no. You cannot get a diploma through the virtual school program. That does not change. That's already in statute, and we're not proposing to change that statute. So what we are proposing to do, though, is to lift the cap because for district programs, there is no cap. District programs can have as many students get as many credits as they want to through a district virtual uh, school program. Some school districts don't have that luxury, and so they use the state Department of Education's program. So we're trying to level the playing field, but we have not changed the diploma prohibition, and we're not asking to change the diploma prohibition. Right. Any Thank, further? You, Thank you, sir. Any further discussion? Do I hear a motion? <coughs> all right. Is there a second? second? All right. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Ayes have it. Thank you, gentlemen. We've got 15 minutes to spare. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, this is education. 